Yeah, he is my fortress and he is my she. Nah, in a way, this is not the rap show. This is the Bible study. <laughs> Rob was looking at me. He finna go in. He finna go in. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, nope, I'm not about to go in. I'm about to, we about to go in in this word, man. How y'all doing? This is the Not the Same Podcast Bible Study, episode number 17. I do not know the Spanish, but it's episode 17. I am yeah. C. Micah. That is Rob Redeem. And we're back with a good word that the Lord has given us, man. Say what up, though. Say what up, though, man. Let us know y'all in the building. And what's up, Miss Winder? How you doing, D? How you doing, D? Good evening. Good evening. Let what's us know what's on, up. D? And if you're watching, man, please give us a like and a subscribe like you, like you will see right here. Hold on. Let me show you. I got something new. You know what I'm saying? Give us one of those. You know what I'm saying? Then do this right here. And then do this. you hear this sound. Yeah, that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do something like that, man. Give us a like and a subscribe and all that good stuff, man. And uh, like like the show right quick. What up, Travis? Chosen. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey. Congrats on a new project, my brother. Congrats. Miss Ward, Congrats. how you doing, man? How you doing? Appreciate you sliding through. Appreciate you sliding through. Yeah, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, this is a podcast. This is a podcast or Boy, Betty had a Bible study dealing with the subject hey, of Bible okay. uh, no, no, cast. Yeah, Bible cast. No, anyway, this this is a podcast or a Bible study dealing with the subject of right. dealing with rejection, yeah, a very man. common subject for all Americans, not just Christians. Anybody, if you've yeah. been living on this earth, you've been rejected by somebody, someone, or something. And uh, I like I like. Let's see what the Bible has to say about that. No problem, brother. Man, congrats for real, fam. Congrats, 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 man. If y'all don't know about our brother Chosen, Travis, Travis Chosen Jones, a.k.a. Chosen, he just released a new project. Go check it out. Check it out on all your, uh, it's called Epidemic on all your, <laughs> I can't think of the word. What you call it? Uh, music, digital websites, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Miss Campbell. Outlet. Yeah, digital, digital outlet. outlets. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Help me out. Help me out. Good evening, Miss Campbell. Thank you. Me. Hey. Salute to Miss Campbell for sliding through when we was on the Track Stars this past weekend. Yeah, we yeah, co-hosted with the pod, uh with the Track Stars, man. Salute, salute, Pre yeah, appreciate. We appreciate you, the support, big appreciate time. You. Hey, right, through too, so I, I got yeah. to yeah. give. Yeah, um, Appreciate. We got to give you props also, man. You yeah. know, give you your flowers. You know what I mean? Appreciate, appreciate all y'all for real, for real. You know, we can't do it without y'all for real. All right, man. So. Y'all didn't come here just for us to fan your flame. You came here to hear about the word of God, man. So we're going to dig into the subject of dealing. Just James, what's up, brother? Man, I missed it. Y'all big time now. Nah, we ain't, man. We, you know, we, oh, man. we, we doing what we do. We the same one words that's been here the whole time. Yeah, man. Regardless of what. <laughs> and if you watch the show, we said one word on there, too, because that's just who we is. You know what I mean? Yeah, we did. We did. We did. You know, so hold on, man. Rob, you looking... Let me let me raise Rob up a little bit, man. My brother looking a little shout. He is not shout. Me and Rob yeah. is the same, basically the same height. All right, man. So let's get into the subject of the day: dealing with 
Rejection. Man, it is a very common subject, and a lot of people have dealt with this thing. We're going to get into the uh, definitions, but before we go to definitions, I'm, what we're going to go through is three ways to deal with rejection. One, the number one way to deal with, a, with rejection, <laughs> with rejection, accept that as a Christian, you will always deal with rejection. Just go on and accept it. You know what I mean? Right. Don't try to rebuke it the way I rebuke rejection. Look, Jesus was rejected. So will you, you gonna be, be rejected. Yeah, you're going gonna to deal with it. Number two, one of the most important parts, lean on God. Lean not into your own understanding, but lean on to God. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> what Rob said. But no, seriously, lean on God. And number three, remember the story of Joseph. If you never heard yeah. the story, we're going to dig into it a little bit tonight. But let's start with the uh, biblical, no, the Webster definition, definition of rejection or reject. Number one, to refuse to accept, hmm, consider, submit to, hmm, take for some purpose or use rejected or use rejected. The suggestion, su suggestion, reject a manuscript like people reject the Bible. You know what I'm saying? One of those manuscripts Two, refuse to hear, receive. Good evening, Miss Taylor. How you doing, Sharon? How you doing? Refuse to hear, receive, or admit, rebuff, repel, or, or for example, parents who reject their children. Hmm. That's big. This happens a lot. Yeah. Also, to refuse as a lover or a spouse. If you've been married, there's points. <laughs> In your marriage, it may happen. You know, you may have been rejected at a time, you know what I'm saying? But you may not be rejected no more, praise the Lord. But, hey, we all go through these periods as believers. All right, so the web, uh, Webster's definition, like I said, to refuse to accept, consider, submit to, take for some purpose, or use rejected the suggestion, reject a manuscript, or to refuse to hear, receive, or admit, rebuff, repel, parents who reject their ch children, that's an example, or to refuse as a lover or a spouse. A lot of us has been there. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. The biblical definition is... Uh, Anyway, the biblical, that ain't it. Yeah, here it is. To throw away as anything useless or vile. That's the biblical definition. Number two, to cast off. Have I rejected those Have I that I've adored? That's what the Lord said. He, he, he don't reject those he adored or he loves. To cast off, to forsake. Or example, Jeremiah 7. Uh, Miss Campbell says rejection will come, but the spirit, but the spirit up rejection. Don't accept that, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It will come. Here's it. There's no secret uh, magic line of scriptures for rejection not to come. Now, how you deal with it is a different thing. Now, you may cast those things or, you know, you may not accept it or all that, but it's going to come. Trust me, it's going to come. Yeah. All right, man. Rob, you got anything on that before we get into the scriptures, brother? I'm going to let the Lord have his way with you, brother. All right, brother. All right. So. As we dig into, dig into the scriptures, number one, accept that as a Christian, you will always deal with rejection. I know we want to believe it. I know we want to curse it. I know we want to rebuke it away. You're going to you're going to deal with that thing. That don't mean you have to always be affected by rejection, though. But you yeah, always deal with it. But you don't have to always be affected by it. But because rejection going to come. One of the main reasons is we're going to go to a scripture. But before we even go to that scripture is because you are of jesus if you are a christian you are of him and if they hated him you'll read this later in john they gonna hate you i'm right. just ding 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 it's gonna happen <laughs> it's just gonna happen all right first scripture we're gonna go to is psalms 118 and 22 
Then we'll go to Isaiah 53 and 3. And next and last, we will go to John 15, 18 through 20, and then 25. So once again, Psalms, if y'all can't see it, I try to make it very, very big for the, uh, you know, because a lot of y'all are watching us on the phone. You may not be watching on YouTube. Hopefully you can see this, but we will say it just for those who can't see it. Psalms 118 and 22, then Isaiah. What'd you say, bro? Way to clean it up, brother. I like that. Okay, Psalms 118 to 22, Isaiah 53 and 3, and John 15, 18, 18 through 20 and 25. All right, man, let's get to the first scripture we're going to, Psalms 118 and 22. Psalms 118 to 22 says, The stone the builders which the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone who the, who this scripture is mentioning and prophesying about is Jesus. We're gonna go a little bit further. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This means your, the Lord willed for Jesus to go through that because it was for our sakes, for us to be free. Right. Other words, you know, there's a scripture where it says, please God to bruise him. God ain't no child beater. It ain't like that. But there was a purpose for it, for us to be free. Because Jesus had to die so we can so we can be set free because he died right. and rose. All right. It was this was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This also a common scripture. You didn't know where it was. Psalms one eighteen and twenty four. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, and I want to say this one scripture just for you folks that hate anything prosperity. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. It's in the book. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be prosperity gospel, but it's in the gospel. Well, not one of the gospels, but it's in the Bible. So nah, in a way. Right. I'm not Mr. Pro Prosperity. I'm just making a joke. Don't get all deep, people. All right, Rob, let me know the next scripture because uh, I'm running this over uh, here. Yeah, Isaiah 53 and 3, sir. Okay, I will be going there. Isaiah. Or Isaiah is the old Baptist right, preacher. Right, right. Isaiah. You say 53 and 3. Let me get this back where everybody can see it. All right. I'm going to start at the beginning, though. I'm going to go all the way to three. For who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, or basically when they see him, they, there is no beauty that they shall desire him. This is speaking once again of Jesus. This is prophetic of the son Jesus. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Now, that's basically what this is saying is, number one, he was rejected. Number two, this wasn't, uh, who's a fine man a lot of black women like? Uh, this ain't Idris Eldra running around here. Or for for our, uh, for our white delegation, you know, or uh, Matthew McConaughey or whoever they think. Justin Timberlake, somebody. This wasn't it. This is not what the Lord was. It wasn't the sex him around here. He was, he, he was, they say he wasn't this beauty. You know what I'm saying? That wouldn't we... That was not what he was here for, to be a beauty. He was here for to save our souls. All right? So right, basically, right. he he was common. If you saw him, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's the son of God. Until these miracles right. start happening, you're like, oh, that's the son of God. You wouldn't know that without the Spirit revealing it to you. You dig what I'm saying? But I'm saying this. I'm showing the example because why will, be, why will we be rejected as Christians? Because our son, the, the son of God, who is our bigger brother or AK, our father, the son of God, I mean, my bad. The son of God who was in the earth, who is our example, was rejected. So if he was rejected, we're going to be rejected. Yep. It goes like that. 
All right, man. So once again, uh, chapter three, I mean, verse three, it says he is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And he, and uh, we hid, as it were, our faces from him. I also say he was acquainted with grief. Some of us going to deal with some grief. Like yep. I know a lot of us try to paint. Uh, I know I know a lot of us try to paint the picture that, you know, everything is easy. Rose petals. You know what I mean? When you become a Christian, everything is easy. It's light and easy. His yoke is easy and his burden light. Yes, it's true. But we may deal with some grief. You may lose somebody. You know what I mean? You got something, Rob? No, I mean, the grief part, I think, is very big because that's what makes people reject God. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about us being rejected, but see, we reject God when that grief comes. And I think that's, um, yep. I think it's key that you said that, you know, grief comes. That, that's a part of it. Yeah. Now, you don't have to be grief stricken where you, um, it becomes you can't um, function. crippling. Yeah, it becomes right. crippling to you. But, right. you know, rejection does work, work both ways. And God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself upon you. So if you reject him because of the grief, then, you know, it, it's that that's what it ends up being. John, uh, what is you got? John fifteen, John fifteen, eighteen through twenty. Get this set up before I go to the next screen. I get it. All right. So, like uh, Rob just said, this is John fifteen, eighteen through twenty, and then verse twenty-five. Okay. Yep. I'm a little crooked here. Hold on. Let me slide this so everybody can see it. Here we go. Now I mentioned this earlier that if if Jesus was hated, you're gonna be hated, right? Uh. Hold on, let me see what my brother Travis said. There's a couple at my local church who lost their son and daughter to gun violence in less than less than a year. Man, that's a shame, brother. That's a yeah. shame. Yeah. I pray that strength. I pray that the Holy Spirit comforts them in that time. Uh, John 15 and 18. Hold on one second. It's my technical side here. All right. If the work, matter of fact, bro. Rob, get that. Uh, I, I would. Hey, hey, I would. <laughs> this brother ain't gonna ask me to help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chillax over here. Nah, brother, get uh, yeah, to work, I, my guy. Nah, my, I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. If Go the ahead, world hates you, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Yep. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you: a servant is not greater than his master. If they personally persecuted me. They will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they would keep yours also. But my bad. Uh, read twenty one two. Okay, right. Yeah, that's what I was on my way to. But okay. all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. All right, twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So uh, back up to eighteen. So this is very very clear. This is the life of the believer, right? A lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of pastors and preachers preach that. The rose petal Christianity. That's not reality, right? No. Now, you can believe for peace. You can believe for joy, and it is your right to believe for peace and joy. But because you're believing for peace and joy doesn't mean you will always have peace and joy. You know, the Bible says you got to fight for your peace. In other words, you sometimes you got a war. Sometimes the war is within you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got a war for that right. peace. You dig what I'm saying? But what this is pointing out, like, if the world hates you, know that he hated me. And that's another good sign. When you know you're walking close with Jesus, the world will hate you. You dig what I'm saying? If the world loves you, check your walk. Check your heart. Check your relationship. If everybody in the world loves you, check your relationship. Because maybe you're not being bold enough for Jesus. Maybe you're not standing out enough for him. 
Now, standing out enough here don't mean go lose your job saying, right, right. I'm only at my job to witness. Uh, no, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got yeah, a sound effect for that. Trust me. No. Don't do that. Do yeah. not do that. You know what I'm saying? If God leads you in a way to witness on your break, then you witness. But your biggest witness at your job is your lifestyle. Your biggest yeah. witness is when everybody around you is cussing, not saying that cussing going to send you to hell. I'm not saying that before y'all get in my DMs. Get out my DMs, please. But I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, though, how people know that you're different is when everybody is acting one way and you're the oddball. Then they see that you're different. You know what I mean? When everybody is talking about, hey, I smashed old girl over here. Hey, I smashed old girl over here. Or I smashed dude over here. But you're the one person who's like, nah, you know, I chill with my wife. I'm straight. People going to see that. You know what I mean? And they're going to look for you to slip, too. Know that. They waiting on you to slip. Because people don't like that you're not like everybody else. But right. when God's light is on you, you know what I mean? You are different. You got to walk in there and you got to embrace that. Being a peculiar. Rod had a song about being peculiar. You know what I mean? You got to embrace that peculiarness. For real. You know what I mean? Miss Campbell says uh, at, at work every day talking about you know the Lord. Yeah, Miss Campbell. You can't do that. You can't do that all day. You, you pay, you're on somebody else's time. They're not paying you to be a witness. Right. But like just James say, set apart and set aside. Go ahead, brother. No, when you was like, you know, let your light shine. Like sometimes because of everybody, there's going to be certain people who don't like you because you walk in love. So they're going to say any and everything they possibly can to make people not like you. Now, that's a form of rejection also because they're they're spewing words about you to other people to make you not seem so attractive. But right. Like myself, you got to realize that's also a spiritual war because the spirit in them not lining up with the spirit that's in you, which is the Holy Spirit. Regardless yeah. if you having a bad day or not, or if you slipped up or not, when you live in when when you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're and you're walking that out, yeah, then, yeah, that that that's how it happens. So you can let your light shine just by walking in love and showing love to everybody. And I'm gonna let you know right now, people don't like that at all. They rather at for all. you to be dogging dogging you dogging folks out and talking about right. It. Because really, really the main thing is, like Rob said, they hate Jesus. They hate Jesus, and they don't know they hate Jesus. And they hate people that act like Jesus because people that really, really act like Jesus is not like everybody else. you just not. And one thing that people do not like is change. And if you the change, they don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to see people get uncomfortable? Change. Start Do something at your job that causes a change. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if everybody has a 30-minute lunch break, but they get that extra five minutes to smoke them squares and nobody say nothing about it, and then all of a sudden you the boss and you be like, nah, you got 30 minutes. You smoke them squares five minutes late, uh, all of a sudden you finna get rolled up. Oh, they gonna hate you, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Although right. the rules may say 30 minutes flat. You dig what I'm saying? Right, right. You being the one that's living by a standard, living by a standard will always be repulsive to people. But in a way, that's in a way, and this is a way that I can show that you will be rejected. The biggest and the number one rejection you're going to always have if you're a Christian is by people that hate Christ or Christians that don't like living holy. You will be rejected. You will be rejected. The moment you start living holy, you will offend people. You may not say nothing to no one. You may not, you may not never pull nobody to the side and be like, hey, you know, you need to stop stepping out. You may not never say nothing like that. Your holy lifestyle will be ultimately offensive and you'll be rejected so get your heart ready for that get your feelings off your shoulder because it's going to happen you will be rejected for how you live 
But know this, you have a heavenly promise that when you die, you'll get to heaven. But also God can give you the peace in the midst of all this rejection. Think about right. Jesus. He was go going through his mission, left and right, rejection. He was being rejected by all the prominent religious leaders. Everybody right. who was looked up to, just think, for example, everybody, everybody's favorite pastor, no matter what denomination, and say you're a Christian, every one of them hates you. But he was right. You get what I'm saying? You know, you know, there was one time where they say Jesus cried and sweat tears of blood. He dealt with it, right? He wasn't like always whistling dizzy. But God gave him peace and he gave him the victory over it. You got something, Rob? No, scroll so down go to, to the next slide. Okay, yeah, my go bad. To 20, yeah, Let me scroll go down to here. 25, brother. Oh, yeah. Let's go down to 25. We're supposed to go there. 25, but this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which was written in their law. They hated me without a cause. So the only good reason they was being hated, I mean, he was being hated. It would, it, there wasn't real reason for them to really right. hate them. But why they was hating them? Because he was different. He was holy. Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was bold. If you display these characteristics, different, holy, bold, and when you know you're supposed to be bold, not bold when the, you try to have a meeting on the uh, numbers in the building and you start talking about, you better repent and get Jesus. That that that, that ain't yeah. what you're talking about. That, that ain't what he's talking about. <laughs> he was bold in the temple where, where the word was being talked about. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's not what that means. So remember, they hated him without a cause. But like I said earlier, if they hate Jesus, they're going to hate you. And if they rejected him, they rejected Jesus, they're going to reject you. We'll move on to the second one. Okay. Another way that you can deal with, a way to help you to deal with uh, being rejected is lean on God. I ain't talking about that stuff you drank in your cup. <laughs> I ain't talking about that type of lean. But lean on God. Trust in God. One of the scriptures, that's not one of the scriptures that's going to be up here tonight, but it say, uh, lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him all your ways and he will direct your paths. Other words, don't right. lean on you. Lean on God. Acknowledge him. Right. Lean on God. First scripture we'll be going to is Psalms 34, 17 through 20. Let me go here before I even show the slide. Because uh, I forget it that quick, brother. I don't know how that I got you. I got, I got you covered. I you got my back. You got you. I went to 37. Hey. Just, told, just told myself 34. You know what I'm saying? I will say this ahead, while bro. we transition into the scripture for anybody um, – dealing with rejection you may you may respond wrong if you responded wrong because um we all have been there before as well repent and move on you know what i'm saying don't worry about that you responded wrong i don't want you to feel convicted as and seeing i say this on every bible study if we say something that that hit a nerve then that's a good thing but yeah. we're not doing it judgmentally we're, we're not we wanted to hit a nerve so that you can spark correction you know and be lined up with the word of god not hit a nerve so that we can offend you because yes, the word can't be offensive, but it's offensive so it can make corrective action, not offensive so it can push you away. Absolutely. Rita, <laughs> my Baptist roots. Rita. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I almost put it to character. We got to be right tonight, man. The righteous right, cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as such as have a Hold on. Contrite. No, no, that, that ain't what I'm struggling with. It's the way I read it. The Lord is near to those okay. who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. We he guards right all his bones. All right. Yeah, we start right there. So <laughs> <to> read it, <laughs> Rita. Anyway. I was still tripping off of that. <laughs> anyway, so this says here that the righteous cry out, You are the righteous. 
Yeah, you man. are you are a believer. You are the righteous. That's why I said lean on God. When you're dealing with rejection, lean on the God. Cry out. The Lord hears. He always hears us and deliver them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. A lot of times rejection can cause you to have a broken heart. Uh, yeah. But remember, many are the afflictions. Many are the rejections. Many are the hatreds. Many are the slanders. Many are all the. <laughs> oh, no. Hold up. Oh no, Rob caught that uh, no, uh I was, MC no. Funny Spirit. <laughs> Rob, Rob caught the goofy spirit. I was still tripping off Rita, but we gon' we go we go keep going. <laughs> Verse eighteen: The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and save such who have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. The oh. Lord would deliver us, man. We got to remember that. You have to know deliver. the scriptures for that, and you claim that, and you got to believe that. But also recognize, like I said at first. You are going to deal with rejection. And I'm not I'm just talking about spiritual rejection right now, but I'm going to other rejections, too, before we go uh, before we go to our last slide. But like I said, remember, the Lord will deliver you out of out of all these afflictions. But remember this. You got to cry out. You got to reach out to God. You got to lean to God. You can't just be like the Lord. Oh, the Lord going to deliver me. You ain't never prayed about it. You know what right. I'm saying? Hey, you got hey, no say that again about crying out because some people pride won't allow them to, man, or they may feel like yes. God. Yes. Yeah. Say that. Yeah, again, it's not me. about a pride thing. Look, man, one thing that works in the kingdom of God is being humble. You have to humble yourself. You got to recognize who you are next to an almighty God. You dig what I'm saying? Which means your righteousness in yourself without the almighty God is like wood stubble and hay. It's as filthy rags as the scripture say, right? Yep. Other words, now a lot of people go overboard with this. I'm nothing. I'm just a filthy sinner. Look, man, I'm going to say this. Now, a lot of people say this, but this is my opinion. Once you have been saved, you are not considered a sinner no more. You have repented. You have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Now you have to continually repent because your nature is going to want right. to go back and sin. But anyway, right. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Make nobody mad, but I'm just saying, you ain't, don't, don't claim yourself to be a sinner no more. You're free. Call yourself righteous. He changed your nature. But you have to always walk that thing out. So, remember, man, lean on to God. Cry out to God. Actually pray to God about the things that you are bothered with. Yes, I know if you're married, you're going to talk to your spouse. You're going to talk to your wife. You know what I'm saying? You may talk to your homeboy. I get all that, but go to him. Go to him. Because the only real solution to your pains, your afflictions, it's God. You dig what I'm saying? Now, your family may make you feel good. They may, yeah, they did you wrong. And, you know, inside, you're like, yeah, they did do me wrong. You get to feeling good. That's only right, temporary. Right. Only right. a real change that you can have is from God. Uh, Miss Campbell says, I have experienced those that are so hurt that they don't know how to cry out. Yep, that happens, too. Yeah, that happens. That happens, too. That happens, too. They, they heart get hardened. That heart, that heart gets hard. Here's the thing, mm-hmm. though. With God, you don't have to be perfect to cry out. That's not right. You know what I'm saying? You know that old saying, I'm going to get myself together and get to God. You can't get yourself together. You can't get all. yourself together. Don't go to God broken, messed up, raggedy, toe up, whatever you're doing. Go to him and be real. Be like, God, I don't know how to do this, but this hurt me. And I know right. for man, man in general, it's hard to say that. It's hard. It's hard. Before we go to the next thing, I'm going to share this story. I think this can help people. Look, I grew up, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people of color, we did. We grew up with our fathers in our home. A lot of us did, right? I was blessed to have a stepfather who, who filled in so well that I, I introduced him as my father now, mm-hmm. above my birth uh, father. Now, my birth father tried to be in my life a little bit, but my first, and this, I'm saying this story for this, I dealt with rejection all my life, and it all started with 
my mother had me when she was 16, right? So you imagine what a 16-year-old is saying about a baby that popped out of her at 16, and she's still in high school in the prime of her life. My mom had to tell me. She told me, look, I said some things that went right. You're going to need to pray about that. I'm going to pray about it and curse those words, but you got to pray to be free from that. Because my mama was saying some stuff. She wasn't saved at the time. You dig what I'm saying? So I'm popping out at 16. She's speaking all this death over me. I don't want to have this baby, this big head boy, whatever it may be, right? Then here comes my father. My mother and father were never married, right? So I lived my whole life without my, my birth father being married to my mother. And he made promises all the time. Now, this is going to sound like a sad story. I ain't saying no violin, but I know people can relate to this. My father would say, hey, Chris, this weekend I'm coming to get you. My mama told me when I was a kid, I would go sit on the porch with my backpack and wait on my dad. And that one word wouldn't show up. Now, I love him. <laughs> I love him. But over 10 times, he didn't show up. Plenty of times. Just here recently, I'm a grown man. You get what I'm saying? I have forgiven him. And it don't hurt me no more. But just here recently, this past Sunday, he was supposed to be here. Say, look, we going to Chicago. We coming back through. I want to see you this Sunday, son. I'm going to call you on Sunday. I ain't get no call. What does that do to a young man, right? Without right. the help of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to tell you how much it shaped me. I never trusted man growing all the way up. Pastors, it didn't matter. I always looked at them like, they got something for me. They're going to reject me. You know why I felt like that? Because my dad had rejected me, right? Mm -hmm. He rejected me. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't know he was rejecting me. You know, he wasn't saying, I hate this kid. He had his own issues. You get it? But the growth was me finally growing up, and I did this probably when I was, I ain't going to say the age, but probably eight years ago, seven years ago. I was in St. Louis, right? Well, I'm in St. Louis. But, I, you know, I was going, right, I'm like, like I don't live in St. Louis. I live in St. Louis now, but, you know, I go to the church, the same church I am now. The same church I am now. And I was looking at my own pastor in that way. Like, well, he ain't doing this and he ain't doing this. And then, you know, I was talking to my mama about it, honestly. And my mom was like, you know, you always say this about a pastor. You know, when my pastor, I had my pastor in Memphis, one that married me and Crystal. I was like, he ain't doing this and he ain't, you know, he ain't supporting my music. And he ain't, you know, you're just going down the line and all that. Now, he didn't support it greatly, but why was it extra? What was the extra on it? You know why? The extra was because I had not forgiven my father for rejecting me. And was it right that he rejected me? No. Was it, is it my job, <laughs> right? Is it my job to deal, you know, tell, come deal with me on this rejection? No. What my job is to forgive him so I can be free because I wasn't free. Every male, uh, what you call it, uh, leadership position that I had, I looked at him sideways. And I didn't recognize that the reason I always looked at them sideways and felt like they was going to leave me and they was going to leave me hanging. I always felt that because my dad did it, my birthday. Now, I had all that rejection feeling and hurt. Now, I was living a normal life, traveling the world, rapping, telling people about Jesus, but inside hurt. You get what I'm saying? And I know a lot of men or women or anybody could deal with something like this, and it's a quiet pain. You know what I mean? It's not one of the pains you go blast and tell the world. I don't think I never said this on a public forum. But this is the thing here. This is the thing here. I was never free till I forgave him. And, bro, like, I had to go cry that thing out. And, you know, what they say, uh, thug tears, it's beyond that. <laughs> you know, well, it was super tears, things. man. I'm talking about man, my, yeah. soap, my, work, my, my, my shirt was soaked. I had to let that out and forgive him. And then I had to go through 
and forgive all those men of God that was in my life that I was judging, prejudging, not in a black and white thing, but prejudging that they was going to hurt me because I hadn't resolved those issues with my dad because my dad did the wrong thing. Yes, it was wrong. He wasn't in the life of his son. But there's a lot of dads, you know, Rob is a dad. Like there's a lot of dads that have great intentions and they may not be able to. They may have a new relationship, you know, live in a different city. You have all these great intentions. Your kid live in two different states away, it may not always work out. Now, there's better ways to do it now, and it killed, he could have done better ways. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to resolve this little story I'm telling y'all. <clears throat> what was crazy no, about hey, this let them use you, bro. What was crazy about this and me going through this and being hurt about my father not being there, I had a stepfather. My stepfather, and I have, I have a stepfather who I call my father. When I introduce somebody to my stepfather, I say, this is my dad. Right. He was at every basketball game. He was there when I got my heart broke by a little girl. He was there for all day. He was there. He was there at my wedding. He was the one there. Right. While he was there that whole time, I still was hurting. How does that make sense? Because God gave me basically a replacement, something even better than what my uh, biological could ever be. He's way better in my, not down in my biological. I'm just saying as a man, a man of God that showed me how to live right was right there. But I still had that hurt because if you don't deal with it, you know, I know this is on rejection, but rejection caused the unforgiveness. You get what I'm saying? The rejection caused the bitterness that slid over to all the other men of God that be in life. Even friends are like, well, he going to leave. But I ain't never think it's because daddy going to leave. Because daddy always left. You get what I'm saying? So if anybody else that's watching this tonight that has been through that and you ain't never took the time to forgive them, forgive them. You're not helping them by being mad and being angry, especially if you're a grown man. If you're a grown man with children, you're a grown woman, you got your own kids, you got your own life, you got your own family, forgive them and pray that the Lord will help them. You know what I mean? But it's for you. It's for you so you can be free. Because I was, like I said, I was traveling the world telling people about Jesus and was still bound. Telling people how to be free. I could tell you line for line and give you scriptures about how to be free. But we're still bound with unforgiveness. How does that work? Because a human, humans, we're very complex. You know what I'm saying? So we can operate multiple ways. But I never saw full freedom until I forgave them. So I don't know who's that for, man. But, yo, forgive that person. Forget that person. I understand that rejection is understandable. It happens. And what I mean is understandable because there's a lot of fathers. They may want to. It's like, man, I want to deal with the mama or whatever it may be. But the kid always end up hurt. I was one of those kids that had a stepfather, that have a stepfather, that is my dad, that has taken care of me, has been great for my whole life, loved me with unconditionally from day one. But it took me actually forgiving my biological to be free to see how great it was with my uh, stepfather, which became my real father. So, you got anything on that, Rod? Before we go, move on. Nah, brother, that's um, hey, that's good. Uh, just James said it best. It was a lot of comments going up, but um, no, nah, man, I, I'm glad you shared that. I don't have nothing to add to that, bro. Just James said that scene from Fresh Prince of Bel Air with Will and his father is too all too real for some, uh, unfortunately. Sim- yeah. Similar. For me, similar. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Miss um, Campbell, Deuteronomy 30 and 3, God restores and has so much capacity. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the key part of that story I'm revealing and sharing my life is that my restoration, my freedom didn't happen until I forgave him. 
I had to forgive him. Like, there's a valuable reason for me to be hurt. Oh, well, for me back then to be hurt. Ain't no valuable reason now. I've been, I've been set free. But it was a valuable and a valid reason to be hurt. That don't matter. I need to be free. So, who's All right, man, what's the next scripture, brother? Where are we supposed to go um, to next? After Psalms 34. All right, my bad. Psalms 94 and 19. And uh, I apologize for going that long on that, man, but, you know, the Lord no, don't me apologize, man. The Lord, hey, like Psalms, the thing said, spirit Psalms, led, brother. what's that one, brother? 94 and 19. What that one? <laughs> my bad, brother. Before I go to this, I'm going to read uh, what Miss Winder said, because I think this is uh, very important to mention. She said, uh, I was sexually assaulted, and I hate for that person. I I hate for that person until one night I was watching the minister and he said, you're not going to be free until you give for, till you forgive him and let it go. Once I did, I was free. Amen. Miss one. Yeah, I, I, I hate that that happened to you. Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong, but you are right. You have to forgive him. You have to forgive him. Don't mean you got to go kick it with them folks. Obviously, right. <laughs> you know, that right. doesn't mean that, but you got to forgive them for you to be free. Like, like sis said, for real, for real, for real. I uh rock nineteen yeah. and the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. You want me to keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Shall the throne of iniquity, which devises evil by law, have fellowship within you? They gather together against the life of the righteous and condemn innocent blood. Go to twenty two. But the Lord, yeah, but the Lord has been. Hold on, brother. What, what we just what we just at the go? bottom? Okay, but the Lord has been my defense. And my God, the rock of my refuge. Amen. Yeah, that's, Amen. that's big. Amen. Amen. Let me go back. Yeah. Uh, so like you said, you know, Rob, we did one, uh, the last Bible study before we got to this was dealing with anxieties. You know, yeah. we're going to deal with it. Like in a multitude of my anxieties within me. Like from the story I read, like that gave me some anxieties about leadership, about uh, basically men in my life. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he comfort, you know, he could comfort your soul, but you have to let that go. You have to let that go. Like I said earlier. What's the next one, bro? Um, the next one is Second Corinthians 12 and 9. Second Corinthians. 12 and 9. <laughs> Rita. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right. That's what had me messed up last time when you said that, man. <laughs> uh, Let's go start nine with eight. Yeah, you know, we'll go with eight because nine, yeah, kind of blending. Yeah, yeah. All right. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, but my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, mm -hmm. most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of the Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses, distresses for Christ's sake. But when I am weak, then I am strong. We can stop right there. Yeah, man. So this is, this is a very meaty scripture, but it's very yeah, good to claim. Time. Now this, big the time. backstory is, this is Paul, Paul, they say Paul had a thorn in his flesh. They never said what it was. But it's basically right. like a pain in the neck, something that he was dealing with. And he asked the God, he asked God to remove it. And God told him right here, 
<clears throat> concerning this thing, I plead with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect, perfect in weakness. Right. One thing about some things that we pray, God, deliver, God, remove, God, remove. Remember this. When I said that story about what happened with me and the hurt I had with my father, God removed it. But I had to initiate the action. I'm not saying I got control of God. I ain't saying none of that. Don't get it twisted. But I had to forgive first. You get what I'm saying? And Paul was talking about this thing. It's a pain in my neck, pain in my neck. Whatever it may be, we'll just say the example. It never said this in the Bible. I'm just saying this for example. Say Paul had a problem cussing. And this thing is a pain in my neck. And, you know, he says pain in my neck. Then bleep, pain in my neck, bleep, you know. And he couldn't get this thing. He couldn't get rid of the thing. And the Lord, he said, Lord, I prayed to you three times. Take, get rid of it. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. A.K.A. My grace is sufficient for you. You deal with it. I've given you the power. The grace, I've given you the power. One of the powers we have in dealing with rejection is forgiveness, like I was talking about. I've given you the grace to do it. You have to initiate it. You got to act in now. The supernatural part of being forg- of forgiveness and being let go, of course God does that. That is not you. But you got to do it. You got to step out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Faith without works is dead, being alone. Yeah. In other words, yes, you can have faith for him to do it, but you got to do something. You're going to have to do right. something. Something. <clears throat> That was the last one on on that set of scriptures, right? Yeah, yep. All right. Uh, now we're going to um, remember the story of Joseph. Yeah, but I don't think we're gonna go into that. <clears throat> okay. I think we're gonna pause right here, and then we'll we'll pick up on this on the story of Joseph, because story of Joseph gonna take some time. Cool. We'll be all the way up in the seven thirty at eight o'clock, man. But let me go back to here. <clears throat> I just want to say this, man. You know, like obviously it didn't hurt me to share that story. I share this story because I know a lot of people deal with certain versions of that. It may not have been the same as me. You know what I'm saying? Your rejection that may have hurt you may have been your spouse saying you, you old big head or whatever it may be. But they didn't know uh, <laughs> Chip Watkins. I was rejected. I don't know if he's being funny or not, but I got a joke. I'm sorry, Chip. You was rejected when them Rams got stomped last night. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Chip. If you was rejected, man, I'm sorry, man. I know we all been through it. It's just it popped in my head, but yeah, man, you know, <clears throat> if other people been to, if other people have been through things like what I'm talking about, rejection comes from all angles. Your rejection could be that your boss always never promotes you, never, never speaks well of you, never say anything that you're doing is right. That could be a, re- a form of rejection, and it could cause you to be bitter. But just like I had to do my dad, you have to forgive them too. You know what I'm saying? Because I always say, y'all heard me say this on show. Who's the source? Who was the source of my father rejecting me? Yes, he initiated. Who wants me rejected? Who wants my life to go the wrong way? Because, like, as the child, you know, the enemy always come for the children. Because you ever heard that saying, the children are the future? You know, it's not in the Bible, but it's the truth, though. The children are the future, and the enemy comes for the children. You know, the enemy going to come at Devin way harder than Rob. Because he right. wants Devin to get messed up. Because the enemy know that Devin may be a world changer later. So let me get him young. Let me mess him up. Let me make let me make him feel. I'm using Devin as an example. I'm not saying he's messed yeah. up. But I'm just saying as an example. Let me get at him. Let me get him hurt. Let me get him mad. Let me, let me make him ha- hate his dad. That is, If you met Devin, he does not hate his dad. It's as far from the truth. But you get what I'm saying. Those type things will happen because the enemy wants you taken out young. Why that happen to me young? Or people that get abused when they're young. I had a little of that too. You know, some type of abuse that happens young and messes up your psyche, throws up 
your mind about sex or whatever. Why does the enemy want that to happen? To mess you up. Or he wants you, yeah, get married, but they ain't going to mess up their marriage life. Or whatever it want to be. Whatever it's going to be, the enemy always wants destruction for the believer. And the Kill children the believer because he's scared of the children. Because mm-hmm. like I say, a lot of times the children are way more powerful than the parents. You know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of parents didn't come into Jesus till in their 30s, maybe. Or later, you know what I'm saying? They ain't get holy and get to living right 35 and up. You know what I'm saying? But a kid, he ain't got all that baggage like like an adult get. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Adult, man, man, I did this. I ran through this. I did it. A man, a woman. I did all this stuff. And now I'm giving it to Jesus. But you have these flashbacks and the enemy will play these reels in your head and have you feeling con- condemned. And you got to scream, There's that. therefore, now no condemnation of those who are Christ Jesus. But you got to keep saying it because the enemy going to bring it up. But when you a kid, what you got? You ain't got all that in the background. You know right, what I mean? Right. So that's why the enemy come at our kids so hard. So <clears throat> tonight, man, what I really, really wanted to say to everyone, man, is that if you're dealing with rejection, one, don't be shocked. Two, don't be feeling like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm dealing with rejection. We all deal with it spiritually and naturally. Like, you know, Rob is my friend. He told me some things he felt rejected with. Everybody got some type of rejection they're feeling. How you going to deal with it? How you going to deal with it? Because you're going to have to deal with it. Rob? No, um, I just like, Dort, I know Dee said, um, thank you for sharing it. Allow her to share her story. Um, you know, we Amen. overcome by the blood, blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And it, that's all, yes. that's the word of God as well. And that's what yes. she is doing tonight. Um, I don't have anything to add, man. Anything I add is just, you know what I mean? Just extra gibberish so i'm gonna just let you hey man keep letting the lord use you brother so <clears throat> like i said earlier if you've been through those things you're feeling these type of rejections you could be feeling rejection in a marriage you're in right now you can be feeling rejection in a job that you're in right now you feel a rejection from friends a lot of people have friends that reject them and stay friends with them because they feel so bad about being rejection being rejected they don't have the power to stand up to them and tell them no more that happens to a lot of people you know what i'm saying if you ever see the skinny girl with a big girl or vice versa. It can happen both ways. The skinny girl be like, well, you know, the skinny girl be making jokes about the heavyset girl and the heavyset girl just take it. Be like, well, I'm cool with the pretty girl or vice versa. Cause it could be the heavyset girl with all the, uh, uh, charisma and confidence. And the skinny girl feel like I ain't nothing. I'm a bean pole or whatever it may be. I'm using a girl for example. But you get what I'm saying? Like those things that happen and that person will be feel constantly rejected by the same person they with. That happens a lot of times, like I said, in marriages. You know, they can be uh, a spouse could be rejecting their spouse and not even know it, right? They can just be living life and they can look at them. And because of prior rejections, the spouse, you know, let me just use me. This didn't happen with my wife, but I just use myself as an example in this way. My wife ain't rejected me hardly ever. So I ain't saying that. But my background of the rejection. Cause me to look at everybody thinking they're going to reject me. You dig what I'm saying? So you will become like rejection uh, sensitive. You got the goggles on. You're looking for rejection. You know what I mean? Because you always used to being rejected. So you looking here, looking here. Oh, she looked at me this way. She rejected me. She may not even been rejecting you, but you so hurt and bruised from rejection because you ain't allowed that thing to be. You ain't forgave the person that rejected you and you ain't let it go. That all you see is rejection. You get what I'm saying? So if I could say anything tonight, man, forgive those people that hurt you. Forgive those people that rejected you. Forgive them. 
not for them, for you. And eventually it'll help them too, but really for you so you can be free. You know, a lot of times we go into marriages and relationships with baggage from other relationships, other marriages or other relationships. And then you hold that new person to all those standards that that other person didn't do. And then they, and you don't know it because you ain't forgave the last person. Right. And then all of a sudden the new person you would like, man, I'm, I'm tired of you. I'm about ready to dip set on your butt. And you like, what's wrong? I don't know what I did. You know what I'm saying? But because you're a broken person, you hurt, you ain't forgave that person. That's what happens. Uh, Miss Campbell made a good point. She said, that's why it's so important to do premarital counseling. Let's get our pains out on this table. So it won't, uh, basically what she means. So it don't, uh, destroy the marriage. Uh, brother Chip said for me, it's, that's so hard to do. I feel you, brother. I yeah, can understand bro. it. I understand it. And I know it could be a walk, man. It could be a walk. That's something. It may take some time. Listen, my hurt. I was in my thirties when I finally got it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I recognize what it was for over, for plenty of years. So I, I get it. It could be hard, but to be free, we're going to have to forgive them for whatever they did. You know what I'm saying? Forgive them and then move on. Cause a lot of people, you know, like say if it's a relationship, you just move on. you be like, I ain't studying them or whatever. But when you mess around, see, see a picture on Facebook and you be like, you get mad. You know what I mean? You get already. And if that's what I let you know, you ain't let that go. If you see a picture of somebody and you get mad, oh, you ain't let it go. When you let it go, you see a picture. Oh, I hope they, I hope she's straight. I hope he's straight. You know what I'm saying? You, you all right. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, Rob looking at me like, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm on the Bible study tonight, like everybody else is watching oh, okay. you, brother. You, you in the vein, as they say tonight. That's why oh, I say it's on you, bro. Glory be to God. I thank you, Lord, for His anointing. But yeah, man. So if I can't say anything else to anybody tonight, man, hey, if you can't do it right now, I understand. Like our brother Chip say, it's hard to do. Man, hey, ask the Lord to help you. Work on it, man. Because know hey. this. Know this for my own. <laughs> I see that hand now, but I'm for my own, on <laughs> for my own sake, I'm gonna be honest, with you man. Like I wasn't free until I did it. You know what I'm saying? And but then there's some things that pop up. Be like, oh, I thought I had forgave that. You know, something that happened. Like I thought I had dealt with that. I had to go back in and let that thing out. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I said earlier, man, we don't like to show our crying. Like I had to go when I did my thing. My wife was with me, and I told her, I said, look, I need to go here. And I know you're going to say you want to support me, but I'm going to need you to get out the car so I can do this. So she went with me and got out the car and went to go, you know, jog around the track because I was at a park. I said, I'm going to need you to let me have this time. And I let I had the time. Rolled the windows up. You know, it was summertime. You know, well, I let the windows down because it was summertime. It was summertime. I let the windows down. I cried out. I let it all the way out and cried like a little, little, little baby. <laughs> let it all the way out. But it was good. It was helpful to let that out. Miss Winder said, uh, you have to let it go for yourself because they are living their lives without a worry. Facts. Exactly. Not even knowing what they have done. Yeah. A lot of a lot of a lot of times that's it. Or a lot of times, even even if it if it's a, a family situation, a lot of times they may have done it and they don't know how to fix it. So they just yeah. ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's too hard for them to want to touch. You know, so it's for yourself, man. But anyway, <clears throat> on that note, man, I'ma pray. And we're going to get up out of here, man. So, first of all, I'm going to pray for those of us that may be like me that have been rejected. Lord, give give our give our family here. You know, our brother Chip said it's hard for him to do. 
Give our brother Chip the strength to be able to do it. Give everybody else in here that may be dealing with these similar things that I dealt with. I'm sure Rob has dealt with and other people have dealt with. Give them the strength to, number one, forgive them and the strength that for the, to allow you to take it and let it go. You know what I'm saying? To be able to let it go, Father God. Now, I come also in the thought of the name of Jesus, rebuking the enemy from around our people. The enemy that's tormenting people, reminding people in their mind and in their heart what they did, what they did, and you ain't this, and you work with that. That's the devil, and he is a lie. He is a he's a defeated foe. And I rebuke him and curse him right now at the root. Everything that he's doing, I bind up and I curse and cast to the dry places. That allow these people to be free. Lord, I pray, Father God, that you strengthen them in their inner man to be strong enough to believe that they can be free. So they can also be free, but even believe that they can be free from these things and these rejections and help them to be able to deal with these things in the name of Jesus. Also, Father, I come to you right now lifting up. If there's anybody who's watching that doesn't know who Jesus is, have never confessed him as their Lord and Savior, has never asked him to come into their heart. Lord, I offer them this chance right now. If you want to know Jesus, this is all you have to say. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose on the third day for my sins. And, Lord, I believe that you are willing to save me. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I turn my back on darkness. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on just living just a normal life. And, Lord, I ask, Lord, to come, ask you to come into my life. Come into my life and make me a new creature. Make me into something new because, Lord, I don't want to be out. Basically, I don't want to go to hell. I want to live for you. But also, Lord, help me renew my mind. Help me to know how to renew my mind in your word, in the name of Jesus. If you prayed that prayer with me, you are you can be saved. You can be saved. But also this, too, man. Also this, too. Let me say this about I'm going to get to the comments. Let me say this about, too. If you ask God to come into your heart, come into your heart, find a church. Find a good church. Ask the Lord to lead you to a good church that can help you learn of the Lord, learn of the word, help you to be discipled, to know about God, to help you be armored and able to fight against these rejections, these feelings. You know what I'm saying? Because without the word, it's hard. It's hard. Doing it in your natural strength, it's hard. It's hard to get over. Jesus, now, right, let me go back to some of these comments. I want to acknowledge everyone. Uh, I think we put up Miss Winder. Yeah, Glenn so Murray. Glenn so Murray. Fam. Yeah. Uh, hold it on makes you become bitter. This is a big fact. Big fact. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, my brother Chip, he said, even when I moved from getting shot by this dude over a girl, the pain still bothers me from 30 years ago. Maybe because I never forgave. It could be, brother. It could be. And it's understandable. It's understandable. Yeah, but... uh, D. Winder says, it's time to forgive. Amen, sis. It's facts. Miss Campbell says, glory to God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Many, uh, many on my heart tonight. Uh, that's what Just James yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, man. So, like I said, man, if that's you, man, understand too. A lot of times, things of God is not like a magic genie. Just start the process. You know what I'm saying? It took me the minute to get to the point to be in that car crying in the middle of a park with people walking by. It took a while. It took a while. You know what I'm saying? I had to be surgical with that thing. And what I mean by that, I had to go through and think about it. everybody I felt like hurt me. And forgive them because I wanted to be free. I wanted to be free. You know, the Bible says whom the son sets free is free indeed. A lot of us have been set free, but we ain't got to the free indeed because we ain't let that happen. We holding on right. to stuff. You know what I'm saying? We holding on to it, but we got to let these things go. All right, man. So, hey, man, I thank y'all for watching Not The Same Podcast. Uh, 
I would say I'm sorry because it seemed like a somber note, but I feel like it's what the Holy Spirit has led me to say tonight. Recap, and, uh, recap. What'd you say? Recap, just throw up yeah. the scriptures. So right also, uh, you know, recap of what we was talking about. The subject tonight was dealing with rejection, dealing with rejection. And uh, let me show these three ways. So, you know, three ways to deal with rejection. Number one, accept. That as a Christian, you will always deal with rejection. Number two, lean on God. Number three, remember the story of Joseph. We didn't get into the story of Joseph. We would get into it on the next Bible study. But in a general sense, Joseph was rejected by his own brothers and sold off to slavery. Yeah, Literally sold off to slavery. You know what I mean? And uh, the end part of it, and of the story, Joseph was elevated to a very high place. And one thing Joseph did was forgive his own family for not, for rejecting him. It's a very good story, but we will go. We will go to it in depth on the next subject because it is a very uh, extensive story. Also, here are some of the scriptures, like Rob said. Uh, the first scriptures were Psalms one eighteen and twenty two, Isaiah fifty three and three, uh, John fifteen eighteen through twenty and twenty five. Uh, that was for accept that as a Christian, you always deal with rejection. The next set of scriptures we had was for leaning on God or lean on God. Psalms 34, 17 through 20, also Psalms 94, 19, and also 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. So uh, if you missed those, screenshot these things right quick. You can pick them up on your own time. I'll put up number one again. If you're on your phone, just get do a quick screenshot. You can go through the scriptures that we read through, or if you're watching on YouTube or something, rewind the video, and you can hear us when we talked about it. On that note, man, I'm going to give you the floor one more time, Rob. Do you have anything before we get up out of here? No, I know we end up with forgiveness, but just understand how it all go together. Like he read a scripture that talked about anxiety, which was last month, um, Bible study, which led into rejection, which led into just notice the enemy come to kill, steal and destroy. And it all it's all to keep you bound. So, yes, you know, um, I got a lot out of tonight. Brother, you ministered to me. So I just want to say thank you publicly. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the work thing, you already know. And I'll leave it at that because I know a lot of people watch. So, you know, um, it's a form of rejection and bitterness was starting to grow and um, borderline hatred. So, you know, um, yeah, praise God for you tonight, brother. I appreciate you big time. Praise be to God. Excuse me. Praise be to God. Just James said, blessed, glad I was able to join in this study. Been feeling so despondent as of late, but this was encouraging. Praise God. Praise, hey, praise I agree, God. James. I agree, just James. Yeah, right praise be to God. You, uh, remember, remember, please for us, man. If you're watching this and you have not liked and subscribed, do like this little a- uh, animation does. Do this for us, man. Please do this. We need all this. Help our numbers. And uh, if you really like what we're doing, man, pray for us. Keep us lifted. You know what I mean? Keep us lifted all the time. We need it. Yeah, man. We need it. Uh, we are normal man, but we are a man of God, and we're trying to walk this thing out. Yes, we have fun. We joke, and we do a lot of joking and do the sports, which will be tomorrow night. We will have our sports tomorrow night, and we'll get, go in on that. But also, man, pray for us. Pray for our lives, man. We deal with real issues, and we need to pray. We really need it. You know what I mean? With that note, I'm C. Micah. I'm Robert Dean. We out, man. We're going to see y'all tomorrow see y'all night. Tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Take flight. Take flight. Take them wherever they go.